Good morning. So I have to tell you by way of full disclosure, this is my all-time favorite gospel. It also was the favorite gospel of Pope St. John Paul II, which actually, when I heard that, that intrigued me, so I began to study this gospel more. At first glance, it seems to be about riches and having too many possessions and having that get in the way of the faith. There's actually something much more deeper, much more profound, and actually much more personal and timely for all of us now. This gospel is actually about freedom, being free. And that's a timely topic for us now because we're struggling with the idea of what can we do on our own and what are we told that we must do. We have all of the mandates and maybe even more mandates are coming and we're trying to struggle with that. Um, you know, we have to have all these restrictions here at St. Bruno and actually I've been reminded to say that we can only give out communion on the hand during communion time. And again, that's to protect our ministers. So we struggle with mandates. Um, you know, children sometimes struggle with parents telling them what to do. Uh, it actually worked out well for me. You know, I was nine years old when I moved here to California from New Jersey. People sometimes ask me, how did you happen to come to California? I said, very simple. My parents looked at me and said, get in the car. <laughs> That's how I got here. I'm glad I obeyed them, you know. So freedom. So I really can't speak about health mandates. That's not my expertise. I'm not a parent, so I really don't have much to say about that, although I know I have a lot of book knowledge about it. But I know a lot about religious freedom, and that's what's going on in today's gospel. Jesus is in a town, and he always had a crowd around him because people were either following him because they liked him or they simply wanted to see what was he going to do next, what kind of miracle, healing, curing, or maybe beautiful speech that he would do next. He always had a crowd around him, and the reason he had always a crowd around him because he was always successful. He actually did those miracles and gave great sermons, and people liked it, and they flocked around him. And very dramatically in today's gospel, Jesus has this crowd around him, and it's a unique title. It says, a rich young man came before him. Now, that's an interesting detail. In those days, very few people were rich. Nobody was rich. And if you were rich, almost never were you young. You had to be an old man or an old woman. So for a rich young man to walk up to Jesus, that's a unique person, and it must have gotten everybody's attention. I'm sure that everybody in that crowd knew this rich young man because he would have been famous. And maybe he was assertive, kind of a smart business person, kind of just, you know, moving on from thing to thing, because he asked Jesus a very bottom line question. He says, how do I get to heaven? Isn't that the greatest question of all? How do I get to heaven? It's almost like he's saying, Jesus, just give me the bottom line. I have another meeting in 20 minutes, so <laughs> let's uh, pick up the pace here. I don't want a sermon. I don't want a miracle. I don't want a parable. I just want the answer. That's how I became a rich young man, by just kind of dealing with facts. How do I get to heaven? Jesus respects that question. He doesn't give a sermon. He doesn't give a parable. He doesn't do anything exotic. He simply answers it. Here's what you do. And he outlines it very clearly. 
And the rich young man looks at Jesus and says, basically, thank you very much, I don't want it. And he walks away. Jesus did not make the sale. He's humiliated in front of the crowd. The rich young man comes up asking for an answer, and he rejects it, and he walks away. Now what's amazing then is what Jesus does next, which is absolutely nothing. He doesn't run after the man. Say, well, let me try something else. How about this? He respects that man's freedom, and he respects that man's intelligence. Now, you know the parable of the lost sheep. It's a beautiful story where the sheep is lost, and the shepherd goes after that sheep, trying to find it to bring it back. That's because the sheep was lost. It wanted to come back, just didn't know the way. The rich young man was not lost. He just had it perfectly explained to him by Jesus, and he doesn't want it. And Jesus respects his intelligence, and he respects his freedom. Jesus will not coerce us into the faith, and he lets that man go. Now, we don't know what happened to that rich young man, except recently there's been a lot of interest in that passage, a lot of scholarly interest in that gospel verse, that amazing story in the gospel of Mark that we just heard right now, in the 10th chapter of Mark. A lot of scholars today think that that rich young man was Mark was actually Mark, and that he actually at some later time came back to the Lord, and when it came time to write the Gospel of Mark, he wrote his own story into the Gospel. So Jesus letting this person be free and respecting his intelligence eventually came around and wrote the Gospel of Mark that we love so much. So, you know, children have to obey their folks. You have to obey the traffic laws. We have all kinds of places in our life where we have mandates. But among adults, amongst people who are 18 and are over, Jesus lets us be free. He presents everything as clearly as he can, which we try to do here at St. Bruno as well. But Jesus always respects your intelligence and your freedom to make the right decision. And then if you do, and perhaps you will be as fulfilled and as satisfied, as happy as Mark was when he eventually returned to the Lord.